today's scripture reading comes from 2 Corinthians 5, verses 11 to 21. Therefore, knowing the fear of the Lord, we persuade others. But what we are is known to God, and I hope it is known also to your conscience. We are not commending ourselves to you again, but giving you cause to boast about us, so that you may be able to answer those who boast about outward appearance and not about what is in the heart. For if we are beside ourselves, it is for God. If we are in our right mind, it is for you. For the love of Christ controls us, because we have concluded this, that one has died for all, therefore all have died. And he died for all that those who, might no lo- those who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who for their sake died and was raised. From now on, therefore, we regard no one according to the flesh. Even though we once regarded Christ according to the flesh, we regard him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, God making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake he made him to be sin, who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. The prophet Isaiah declares that the grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of the Lord stands forever. And friends, this is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. What did you get for Christmas? Uh, Some of you may have gotten a new phone, new clothes, new toys. Uh, I personally got some new shoes and some new books, which for me is, you know, really great because I love books and I love shoes. We all like getting new things, right? Yeah. In fact, we're constantly desiring new things. Sometimes even we might long for a, a new life because we want one that's different than the one we have now. But what's good is that we actually have a new life. In fact, the scripture tells us this morning that we have new life in Christ. What we read this morning is that in Christ, we are a new creation. Verse 17 says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. When we trust in Jesus, we are transformed. It's out with the old me, in with the new me. We who were far from God are reconciled to him. Now, what makes people need to be reconciled in the first place? It's the fact that they're at odds with each other. They're enemies. They're estranged. Something has caused a rupture in the relationship. If I punched you in the face and called you a loser, that would cause a rupture in our relationship, right? Yeah, exactly. That would negatively affect our relationship in a huge way. So why are we estranged from God? Well, it's not because God did something wrong, but because we did something wrong and we had continued to do it. Our sin had ruptured our relationship with God and created a wall between us. And as crime puts us at odds with our government and its citizens, 
So sin puts us with odds with our creator. Now, we could not fix this problem, but God did something remarkable. He made us into a new creation through the death and resurrection of Jesus. Verses 18 to 19 tell us, uh, all this is from God, this being a new creation, all this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. And so our sins are no longer counted against us because of God reconciling us to himself through Christ. Verse 21, For our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Jesus took our sin upon him so that we would be made righteous before God. In Jesus, we undergo a massive identity transformation. The old has gone and the new has come. Now think about it this way. Let's say that you and I are standing next to each other and I am wearing this super amazing Armani shirt. Now, if you don't know what an Armani shirt is, they're really expensive for some reason. Uh, But just say, I'm wearing this, it's super expensive, it's the nicest thing you've ever seen. You're practically blinded by how clean and beautiful this shirt I'm wearing is. But you're wearing the exact opposite. You have stained your shirt, It's got grease stains, ketchup, sweat stains, permanent marker all over it. Any stain it could have, it has. And that shirt is like our sin that we bear before Christ comes into our lives. It's part of us. It's our identity. It's what we've done. It's who we are. But then let's say I decide to trade shirts with you. That I give you my gloriously clean shirt and in exchange, put on your disgusting shirt. Now you're clothed with a cool Armani shirt with no trace that you ever wore the gross one. Now that's like what Jesus did in making us a new creation. He chose to die a sinner's death and endure the dreadful wrath of God for our sin for us. And as he took our sinfulness upon himself, He gave us his righteousness, his goodness before God. And so it's not a simple exchange of property like this analogy with the t-shirts. It's actually an exchange of identity. Our sins are erased and no longer counted against us. Our identity has changed from rebel to righteous, from sinner to saint. And our relationship with God has gone from ruptured to reconciled. In Christ, God forgives our sins and reconciles us to himself. Now, he's, he's not like a judge who says, all right, charges against you are dropped and just kind of walks out and moves on to his next case. No, God is more like a judge that says, the charges against you have been dropped. And then he gets up off the judge's bench, embraces us, and invites us to stay at his house permanently. That's forgiveness and reconciliation. We've been made new. Now, since this is true, since we have been reconciled to God and we are a new creation, 
We need to live like we're a new creation. It wouldn't make sense if these things were true of us, but we didn't live like it was true. So this morning, let us ask ourselves, what am I holding on to from my past? Where are you still hanging on to the guilt of what you've done? We should have regret and sorrow over our sins. But if we have trusted in Christ, we must never live as if they aren't forgiven. We own up to our sin. We admit it. We confess it. We turn away from it. But we don't have to live in despair. We can rejoice in God's forgiveness because we have it. We are no longer who we are. We are made new in Christ. Now, this was something that in high school and college I didn't quite understand. In fact, my understanding of this was deeply flawed. When I sinned, whether it was a big sin or a little sin or whatever, I felt like God was going to leave me. I felt like I'd finally crossed the line and he's going to be like, I'm done with you. I was worried he might not love me anymore, that I'd, uh, I needed to do something to get back in his good graces, uh, which usually involved me feeling really bad about myself for a while. And so when I messed up, big or small, I felt hopeless, even after asking for God's forgiveness. Now, there was this one time I was feeling particularly hopeless, and I just I wanted to know that God still loved me, even after I had sinned against him yet again. Now, I don't recommend doing this, but I asked God for a sign. And I asked that if God still loved me, that my cat would jump up onto my lap. Now, I know that sounds completely ridiculous, but you have to understand, this cat did not jump onto my lap, was not that type of cat. So this was like, this, this would have to be some sort of move of God to take place. You know what happened? The cat jumped on my lap. I was like, whoa. Now, I know that even if God had not given me that sign, the truth would be that he still loved me. Uh, God doesn't always give us signs, even when we ask for them. But at that moment, it was a reminder to a young high schooler of what it means to be reconciled to God and how that is a permanent thing and what it means to have our sins no longer counted against us in Christ. When we mess up today, we can't let it lead us to despair. It needs to lead us to the foot of the cross, asking for forgiveness, turning from our sins, and being forgiven. Like I said earlier, 1 John 1, 8-9, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Because of what Jesus did, you are reconciled to God. Our sins are no longer counted against us. They cannot condemn us before God. We have a brand new life. Another thing that we should ask ourselves, what aspects of my old life am I still holding on to? If we've been made new in Christ, we can't go back to who we've been before. If we are truly a new creation, transformed by him, our life should be different as a result. God calls us to let go and leave behind our old sinful attitudes and behaviors. 
verses 14 to 15. For the love of Christ controls us, because we have concluded this, that one has died for all, therefore all have died. And he died for all that those who might live no longer live for themselves, but for him who for their sake died and was raised. Jesus died to transform us so that we would no longer live for ourselves, but for him. Where we once treasured other things above him, now it becomes him above all. Where we once lived by our own wisdom, we now live by God's wisdom in the scriptures. Where we once focused on ourselves first, we now focus on God above all and then others. Where we once walked in bitterness, we now choose to forgive as Christ forgave. As new creations in Christ, our lives are meant to be centered around him. And so what old ways do we need to leave behind as we enter 2024? Pray about it. Ask the Lord to show you. Now finally, we are new creation in Christ. We need to live like it. But being made new also calls us to something. It calls us to a very important role, and that is to be an ambassador. God has entrusted to us this, me- res- this message of reconciliation, that people can be reconciled with God. Now, there are countless people out there who are still at odds with God, whose sins are not forgiven, and who do not know the grace and mercy that could be theirs. People who will be condemned justly for their sin if they do not turn to Christ to be forgiven. We are representatives of Jesus to those around us with our words and actions. We're meant to call upon people to be reconciled to God. We're called to share with others who Jesus is and what he's done. And a simple way of doing this is simply by sharing your story a part of your story where Jesus has transformed your life. Or offering to pray with or for someone. Or inviting someone to church. Or whatever it is, taking advantage of the opportunities that God places in our path to show Jesus' love to those around us. I was reading a book by uh, Jared C. Wilson. He's a pastor. And he shared in his book the story of someone taking advantage of an opportunity to share Jesus. Um, So I'm going to read an excerpt from his book. He writes, I have a friend who was born into a family with an alcoholic and verbally abusive father. Every week he drank whatever paycheck he happened to earn from the jobs he kept losing. The family became desperate for money, so they began to sell everything they could. They sold most of their clothes, all their games and toys, appliances, anything that might bring a little bit of money into the home to buy them some more time. It was a miserable existence that only promised to get worse. And then one day a lady came to the house to buy my friend's pedal car for her own children. The lady was a Christian, and she began to talk to my friend's drunken dad about Jesus. This man had never heard these things. He was told that Jesus loved him as he was, and that Jesus wasn't waiting for him to clean himself up, that he could be forgiven just where he stood or sat or lay helplessly in the gutter. He was told that Jesus could make him new. And what do you know? My friend's dad gave his life 
to Christ. My friend became a Christian because he saw his dad become a Christian. He told me I've never seen a transformation so total. Even though it sent him into a dangerous sickness of withdrawal, my dad instantly quit drinking. Even though he had a lot of medical challenges, he took the lead in our family for the first time. And he began to set an example in Bible reading and prayer. He began to disciple us. I know Jesus is true because I've seen how powerfully he can change somebody. The old became gloriously new. And so this one person was an ambassador for the Lord. And God used that person, God worked through that person to lead someone to trusting in Jesus. And that in turn led that person's son to trust in Jesus. In 2024, I really want us to to pray for opportunities to share the gospel with other people. Let's pray for those who don't attend a church to be brought into a Christian community. Let's pray for those who have walked with the Lord in the past but aren't currently walking with him now, that they would come back to him. And let's pray for those that don't know Jesus to know him. So in conclusion, walk in your new identity in 2024. Let us live as the new creation in Christ that we are. Let us leave behind the old and take up the new. Let us ask ourselves, how will I show Jesus as his ambassador? Each of you have gotten one of these yellow cards in your bulletin this morning. And it's uh, an excerpt from our passage that we've read today. And it's just a reminder to live as a new creation and to be God's ambassador, a reminder of our identity and a reminder of our calling. And so I want to encourage you, put this up on your fridge or in your bathroom or somewhere you're going to, somewhere you're going to see it often to remind you of these things in 2024. Let us pray. Lord, what a miracle it is that you have reconciled us to our, yourself. We know that we don't deserve it, but you have given this grace freely. We thank you for what Christ did for us. We thank you for your incredible love. Help us to walk in our identity in you and to show others through our words and actions who you are. In Jesus' name, amen.